Welcome to episode 27 of Two Guys Zero Planners brought to you by Pen Chalet. If you like great stationery, low prices, and fast free shipping over $50, you know you do, so just go ahead and admit it. And then after you admit it, head on over to penchalet.com, click the radio podcast link at the top of the page, enter two guys in that little box, and then hit go search or whatever the button says. I should be a little bit more prepared, but I'm not, but you'll be because you're going to get 10% off site-wide. Thank you to Ron and Penchelet for sponsoring Two Guys Zero Planners. So, um, Urban, I'm sorry for constantly delaying, but we're <laughs> actually going to podcast tonight. We barely know how this works, right? Yeah, I know. Um, I don't know if that was an ad read or if that was an introduction for, like, Penaholics Anonymous or something. <laughs> Thank you, Ron, for putting up with me. <laughs> so, how have you been, man? Uh... Tired? I don't know. I think it was fine that we 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 are now recording later. Uh, I think it's better that way. <laughs> you say that now. We're going to get right back on schedule. We're going to record next week to make up for the week we missed. Yeah, there's enough to talk about, so no problem. Oh, yeah, there is. <laughs> Speaking of which, you went to a Pelican Hub. I went to the Pelican Hub in Munich, yes. Uh... It was a fun evening. How many? Uh, maybe eight to ten people. Some I hadn't met before at the local meetup. And yeah, it was fun to talk to them. And uh, this time around, some of them were even interested in my Chinese pens, my pen BBS ones. I brought some of the uh, weirder ones, the tiny pocket pen and the one with the two nibs and stuff like that. So that was nice. I... Unfortunately, also got to try a Pelican M805. Uh, now that's on my list because it's wrote really nice and it's a great size. Yeah, I ended up with two bottles of Star Ruby because some people didn't show up and there were extras. Uh, two tiny pen rests and a bottle of Sapphire. Not sure if that's my color as I'm not a fan of Royal Blues and it sort of leans that way, but... I'm not going to say no to a free bottle of ink, of course. Yeah, I also got to fill a pen with a mandarin, and that's a really cool color. I think I need a bottle of that. Okay, um, a couple things. Mm -hmm. I give you three months before you own an M805. Yeah, I, I looked them up, knew they would be around 300 here. So not that bad, maybe something for Christmas. Because I now sp spent money on other pens. <laughs> there's, a, there's a difference between not that bad and so much cheaper than we're going to get it here that it's easier for me to have you buy it and ship it to me. I mean, the thing is then, of course, if I'm paying 50 euros more, I get an M1000, right? So there's that. I mean, this is a friend. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you so much with every fiber of my being. Yeah, I don't know. But with what you hear of the the QC issues of Pelican, it's of course, I mean, if you buy that, then you sort of, you shop around for the cheapest you can find. And then it's the question, what happens when, when it doesn't work? Do those companies even know what you're talking about when you send a pen back and stuff like that? We'll see. I don't uh, know. My, my big thing there... Uh, on the QC side, 
I guess the nibs I tend to go with are so broad anyways that all the pelicans I've actually owned that were gold nibs, I'm not going to be able to tell the difference between broad or even broader. Yeah, I mean, that is sort of a given that that it's basically random how wide your uh, nib rides, I guess, with, with the pelican. Gold nibs is just sometimes they actually don't ride and... They have babies bottom. So what, what Annabelle said in one of the episodes, Visconti and Pelican are the two um, brands where she basically checks every pen that gets sent out by Apple Boom. That doesn't surprise me, unfortunately. I mean, it should surprise me, but it doesn't at this point. Yeah. And you're really not a big fan of Sapphire? I've only swapped it. I haven't tried it yet. We'll see. Ah, Okay. Um, you've got one other thing in the parentheses that I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. I mean, as yeah. we're in U- Europe, it's kind of hard and expensive t- uh, to buy noodles ink. And then I thought, yeah, let me just fill up a pen with base state blue and bring it for the others to try. And yeah, I put it in a cheap, uh, platinum plaisir and I played around with it as well. And then I realized why I don't like it don't really care about the fact that it stains your pen like crazy if you leave it in long enough and that it feathers on almost every paper. (laughs) Uh, I just don't like the color. It reminds me of one of those, I don't know, plastic tipped, cheap pilots, whatever they're called, pens. I don't know. It's an ugly color, I think. That's my main issue. Uh, The Pilot Varsity? Maybe, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think it might be that one. I mean, yeah, I could see that. I've only gotten Bay State Blue once, and that was from a letter somebody wrote me. I'm still, I don't remember who that was, actually. Wait, was that you? I don't, I don't think so, no. I think I wrote one letter once, but that was a long time ago to someone else. Yeah, somebody wrote a letter to everybody in BYOB. And used Bay State Blue. Whoever you are, you burned my eyeballs. <laughs> that ink is like in your face, punch you, throw you in a dumpster, and steal your wallet blue. Yeah. And an ugly color at that. That too. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're gonna have to refresh me. What color is Mandarin again? Uh, Mandarin is the orange. Oh, okay. I don't know, because that's what a Mandarin looks like. You know, I should know things like that, but apparently when it's 11 o'clock at night on my Friday evening from work, apparently my mind doesn't put two and two together. Yeah, I mean, I also only thought about the fruit and not the gemstones. I don't know anything about gemstones. Fair enough. So... I uh, finally got around to reviewing Schrodinger Mm -hmm. instead of going to the Pelican Hub or any pen shows. I'm, yeah, how much time do we have for me to rant about how much I hate the fact that Colorverse is so lopsided with the bottle sizes? Yeah, I mean, I I dug out my my swab of Schrodinger at that point because I seem to remember that I didn't like that green all that much. and. I must actually say that's a nice green. I have to try it again. I have a sample. Really? Yeah. I was surprised. It's 
not as ugly as Irish Green. <laughs> okay. I seem to recall when I uh, told you how much I disliked Alt Goldgrun, but you uh, kind of corrected me there. Yeah, I mean that that I I don't know I haven't don't have that color yet, but that it's certainly more my kind of green. But yeah, it's it's a nice green. Very I interesting. Also a, I also have a sample of Cat that I haven't tried. Yeah, um, I regret giving my bottle of Cat to Ink Dependence. I'm glad he enjoys it, mm. but. Now that I'm going through a blue kick, I miss cat. Yeah, you just need to get some shimmer powder. There's so many colors out there by now. Yeah. Just think, bright neon pink, like Tasia Momo, but with glitter. Yeah, what kind of glitter? Which color? A little bit of both, silver and gold. You know that there are other colors of glitter, right? Yeah, I know, but like, first start with silver and gold and see how like bright and in your face that is. Mm. And then go to other colors, like add a, like a hint of blue with the silver. Yeah. Yeah. I have some silver shimmer on the way. I don't know. I think this is actually a better option than you can really pick the ink color you like and just add glitter to it instead of being stuck with the few colors that are out there. Okay. What color combination would you go with here? So the one accidental... Uh, shimmering I made by not cleaning out my pen properly. That was pretty nice. So that was uh, Verdigris, also from Roren Klingner. That's a blue-black, I'd say, with silver shimmer. That was really nice. And then I'd actually give an orange a try. I have a bottle of diamine pumpkin that I use a lot. That would actually also work. Okay. By the way, um, kind of circling back around the color verse for a second, I don't know why, but when I started to rant about the size of the bottles, I remembered something. Colorverse is coming out with this new 30 mil set. Let me open the link. Try not yeah. to knock over everything here. Oh, come on. That'd be great folly for the podcast. Okay. So you can actually buy single bottles from Colorverse. Yeah, oh. but look at the size. It's not 65 or 15. It's actually mm -hmm. 30. Yeah. I mean, that's new. <laughs> I wonder if the bottles are going to look scrunched like that or if that's just the press photo. Hmm. Because if Colorverse comes out with a 30 mil bottle that has their normal teardrop shape or some type of teardrop shape like they have it, I'm sold. Yeah, I mean, I they mean, look pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, I mean, these bottles are only going to be $12 a bottle, and there's six of them. So $72 on six 30-mil bottles of, honestly, some really interesting-looking inks. Yeah. I'm, I'm cool with that. Now, if mm. only Colorverse would, like, do re-releases of all their other inks with each color coming in a 30-mil bottle. I don't know, but this is sort of the limited edition spiel thing, right? So you really need to buy it when it comes out. Do you always have to ruin my dreams? They're, they're playing the FOMO game really hard, right? Uh, yeah. I think they kind of corner the FOMO game, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, them and Sailor. I mean, if you've got anyone that knows the art of creating limited editions, it's them. <laughs> that is true, yeah. I mean, it's like, 
just in the last five months, there's been what five or six limited editions. Mm. And that's just crazy. Yeah. At some point I, I want some kind of sailor with sparkles in it, but I haven't yet. Yeah. I'm not yet at the point where I go, I'm going to spend the money on one of those. Recently, and in Slack, someone posted a picture of a Proge Rialo in purple, translucent, with shimmer, with glitter particles in it. That was really cool. But I don't even want to know how much it cost. Well, I think for me, if I'm going to go Sailor ever again, it's definitely going to be the Pro Gear line. Between the standards and the Pro Gears, I think the Pro Gears have much better nibs. I don't know. I kind of like the look of the Pro Gears better. Really? Are they different? I mean, I agree on the looks. They may not be different, but they feel different to me, I guess. Huh. Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe I'm just weird. There's probably three or four people screaming at their podcast player right now that I'm completely out of touch with reality. Hi, people. Um, but yeah, I feel that the Pro Gear nibs, um, they're just better. I mean, I'm I'm super happy with the music nib on my 1911 large, but I do agree with the looks. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's just one of those, I don't know. I also think when they do the limited editions, the Pro Gear limited editions I've seen, Kind of, I don't know, it, it it comes down to the looks, yeah. It really just comes down to the looks. I think the double flat top is just a good look for a fountain pen. Mm, that's true. And if they're well balanced, you can stand them up on a desk and see how many you can just balance on top of each other. Mm. But can you steer your coffee with it? <laughs> um, now that the Nakaya is no longer in my possession... It's been interesting. Um, I, I've i had to start stirring my coffee with my Pelican. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Such a horrible does, thing to do. How does that taste? Um, well, it tastes very German. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Um, uh <laughs> Yeah, we're going to leave that in just so I can be permanently embarrassed by what I just said. Um, yeah, there's that. Mm. Uh, but no, it, it tastes pretty good. Uh, the seals are nice. Um, I don't know what kind of effect that's going to have on the piston at all after a while, but uh, it's only accidentally happened twice. Mm. With milk or without? So surprisingly enough, I stir black coffee. I don't drink mm -hmm. with cream or sugar. And I stir it really just for heat dissipation. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'll brew it super hot and then I'll just set it down on my desk, stir it for like two or three minutes. And it's just shy of being too hot to drink. So by that point, it's good to go. Okay. Yeah. Just one of those weird things. But yeah, um, to the person that bought the uh, Sailor Pro Gear Slim Graphite Lighthouse... With a hard, broad nib, I did not stir my coffee with your pen. Mm. Oh, by the way, I sold that. Yes, you did. Yeah, I did a review of it, and just like I said in my review, I parted ways with it. It's it's kind of, yeah, like you said, the, the, it's actually much lighter in real life, right? 
Yeah, if it had been the darker gray, I'd keep it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, with that color gray, every time I looked at it, I was just like, you're a boring gray pen with a super long name. <laughs> I, I want to true. like you, but I can't. It's not you. It's me. And yeah, so, um, I mean, to be fair, the nib was perfect. The Sailor converter, I, I love that converter. The size, great size. Pro Gear Slim for my size hand is perfect. Mm-hmm. But gosh darn you, Sailor. When you give press photos to people, can you at least make them closer to the color that your pen's actually going to be? Yeah, I mean, that was quite, quite different. That was really, I don't know. Yeah. Enough, there are enough sailors out there. <laughs> <laughs> enough about the higher price stuff, though. What is this with a Bach Titanium and a Twisby 580 AL? Uh, yeah, someone... Uh, in a in a German in the German pen Slack, um, he sent me a, a Bock titanium nib to try out, and turns out it's the smaller size, so not the roughly number six size, but the more or less number five size. <laughs> uh, it uh, comes in a nib unit. It screws into my Caveco pens, but of course the nib is too big, so it doesn't uh, close. And then I was thinking, oh, what kind of pen do I have? Oh yeah, I have this Twisby 580 that I wanted to sell and I'm not selling it anymore because I put the titanium nib in it. It's nice. It, it's really it's really wet and I don't know, there's not much more to say. Sometimes it skips a bit, uh, but that's I've I've worked on it a, some more yeah, it's not perfect, but it's pretty nice already and yeah, it's it really feels different than any other kind of nib. Even for someone like me who doesn't press on the nibs, it still feels, there's sort of kind of, I don't know, it resonates when you write with it. Yeah, I was about to say, how do you like the, uh, how do you like the give that the nib has? I barely notice it because I don't press when I write. To be fair, I press pretty hard when I write. Well, actually not much anymore, but... Still harder than most. Like, when I use a titanium nib, it almost feels like a hard flex nib. Yeah, so that was that nib. Uh, still have to pay for it, but I'm getting it for for a pretty good price. Uh, I'm just not entirely sure if this is the pen I want to put it in. So now I have to go look for other pens. <laughs> I, I could find, I think the the... Kara's Starliner uses that nib size, so that could work. And I also, I believe, from what I read recently, the cap of a of the Kaweco Dia Two should be big enough. I don't know. Maybe there are other pens out there that would fit. I don't know. I have to go check. Or if someone knows more, then they can, of course, let us know. Yeah, definitely get on that. Um, we need a super long list of pens that that nib can go in kind of like the uh sisterhood of the traveling nib and <laughs> wow um i've been hanging around phil too long <laughs> uh-huh. uh by the way i have a pen that can finally help me catch up to you on the uh, empty ink bottle stuff oh yeah 
Yeah. You. Uh, so I replaced one Atelier Lusso with another one. Mm-hmm. Now, normally, a, a pen like that wouldn't be a, a very wet pen, but I finally found a Yovo nib that had a mistake. Mm-hmm. And so after speaking with Eric and him giving me permission, I rectified that situation with none of the proper tools to do so. Mm. So what did you use in the end? Uh, I used a metal nail file. I used a buffing stick for fingernails and then some 12,000 grit micro mesh that I had lying around. Okay. Yeah. It was messy, but the end result is beautiful. Yeah. I, I so took it from a misfigured broad nib down to like a 1.9 stub. That's cool. Oh, yeah. It's such a wet nib that you can even see the red sheen come through on like Waterman Serenity Blue, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah, so there'll probably be a review on that one in like a month. If you still have some ink left. Yeah, that too. Um, There's probably another pen that may get reviewed before that, though. But we'll talk about that pen next week. You know what we should talk about, though? No. What? (laughs) Um, We've got some questions. Yes, we do. So the first... One is from Stuart Lennon of the 1857 podcast. Wait, he asked us a question? He asked us a question, yeah. Oh, goodness. Um, I'm not ready for this. Uh, Okay. Uh, How to answer questions from people that are good at podcasting. Okay, let's (laughs) do this. Okay, so question. Zero planners. Can you see a day when you will use a planner? So... Can you? Uh, you go first. Yeah. So the question is, what what's even a planner? So I, I've realized I don't really use planners that are sort of have a fixed layout uh, with days printed on it. That sort of doesn't work for me. I would say mainly because my calendar is actually digital or my calendars, because there's one for family and one for work. And the family one I need to share with my wife. And the work one is sort of, I need to share with everyone in the company and my wife. So that part just doesn't work. But I sort of actually use a planner, I would say. If you consider a bullet journal a planner, or a bullet journal without anything date-related cut out, then I guess I am actually using a planner. I'm actually using the one you sent me, Stuart, (laughs) the notebook. So depending on how you define what a planner is, then I'm either using none and I probably never will, or I'm using them all the time. Good answer. (laughs) Truthful answer. I would partially consider that a planner. Yeah, so would I. Yeah. Um, yeah, as for me, not really, um, cause I, I, I don't really plan day to day. I've created routines that have stuck. If there is something I need to be reminded of, like a vet appointment or a 
something like that, then I'll say, hey, lady in the phone, make an appointment for this. Mm-hmm. And she'll make the appointment. Um, regardless of how stupid that appointment is, I now have an appointment to punch myself in the face next Thursday because of it. So she's very accurate with that. Um, as far as like the biggest hurdle for me actually using a planner really stems from that. So I'll like occasionally write out a list of stuff I need to buy, like soundproofing or multi-socketed light units for photography so I can Mm -hmm. use better lenses on my videos and I'll just keep that list lying around until everything on it's been purchased. But it's not really a planner. It's yeah. just a random list. Yeah. I mean, I do use a planner for work, but for anything family related, I I have a stock of index cards that I use. I try to use a notebook, but then I realized I never open it. Besides the point then. So I have a stack of Sometimes really tiny and sometimes A6 sized uh, index cards that I use for that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I've got a notebook that I supposedly use to journal. And I think my last entry is September 3rd. Other than that, I've just been too busy or too tired or a combination of both. So, yeah, um, Stuart, uh, Urban kind of uses planners. I don't think I'm ever going to get around to it. Wow, I I don't know if I actually like my answer now that I've said it. But it's on tape, so we're going to stick with it. Yeah. Uh, Carissa actually has kind of a happier-go-luckier question for this week. Mm -hmm. So if you were to go on a trip together, where would you go? And what pens or other stationary-related items would you bring? So I guess each of us is planning a mini vacation for the other? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Okay. So if we were going on a trip together, we're going to Japan. Mm. Yep. That sounds good, yeah. Sushi and sailors. (laughs) That is true. So, I mean, I I think that would be awesome. Um, I'm starting to find that I actually prefer like the Asian market nibs for how they write more than I do uh, European nibs. Mm-hmm. I think there's a little bit more consistency there. And I've always wanted to, I've always wanted to experience that culture firsthand. I, I really never have. Mm. Yeah, and getting I'm- to bring pens into it would just be awesome. Mm, that's true. Yeah, I mean, Japan would all even be, Great, without the pens, I guess. It would. It really would. But, I mean, I could I could do more than that. Like, you like photography. I like photography. Stopping by Fuji, that would be awesome. Yeah, even though they make... Yeah, I, I'm, I was more into the, the film photography stuff, and that is sort of... They really still do dwindling. film. Yeah, a bit. But yeah, just- I mean... <laughs> Japan is really good for film photography as well. That's true. Yeah. I mean, Japan's really good for a lot of things. Mm, that's true. And it really is. But yeah, um, that 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 would be where I would take you. Um, 
because I've never been. Uh, you've never been, mm. or at least I think you've never been. So no, I think that'd be pretty fun. Um, getting lost in Japan with fountain pens and just enjoying the culture. Um, as for what I would bring along with me, I wouldn't. I would probably just bring money so I could buy everything there. Yeah. I mean, I've been thinking, should I bring my journal? But I'm not sure I would really journal that much on a holiday like that. <laughs> I would be spending too much time actually trying different journals while I was there. So I would bring an empty suitcase just so I could take one home full of stuff. That sounds like a good idea. That's true. Yeah. <clears throat> when in Rome, I mean, when in Tokyo, just, yeah. That was, that was, okay, Phil. Um, yeah, I blame you. <laughs> <laughs> so what if you were planning the whole thing? Hmm. I mean, Japan is hard to, hard to top. That's true. I don't know. I mean, the other option would, of course, to, to make a road trip. Well, I don't know, through Netherlands and maybe also Belgium and visit all the fountain pen stores and the Netherlands are just super pretty anyway. You could visit basically everything like Appelboom and Ackermann and whatever else there is and you would be able to drink a lot of good coffee. And, and good beer. And good beer, of course. Yeah. And maybe Sakura fountain pen gallery in Belgium. To look at the Nakayas and stuff. Yeah, that's that's a good road trip. Considering the only two places uh, remotely European that I've been are Rammstein <laughs> and a very short stint in Rome flying back to the U.S. Mm -hmm. So I need more culture. And yeah, that would be awesome. I need more culture and good beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, honestly, for that trip, I would actually bring more with me. That one, I could actually see me bringing along um, probably like my Pelican and mm -hmm. a couple Endless Works notebooks and a pencil. <gasps> a pencil? What yeah. are you uh, doing with pencils? Sketching. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, there's some really nice cathedrals in Europe, and I like to sketch medieval architecture. Mm -hmm. And yes, I would use a pencil for that, even though I don't like pencils. They do have their uses, and sketching is one of them. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. yeah. And I like some of the extra shading techniques that you can get out of a pencil, using your finger that you can't always get from a pen and ink. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But there you go. I would actually bring a pencil. And yes, it would be a black wing. I would probably bring a few pens for Annabelle so that she could uh, do some random nip grinds on them. Because if you're already in the Netherlands, then you, of course, have to meet meet up with Annabelle. That That's a requirement? Uh, yes, you can. You can't go to the Netherlands otherwise. So what if you go to the Netherlands when she's taking a vacation somewhere else? You'd have to be really sneaky about it and not tell anyone. 
So definitely no posting any pictures to Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Good to know. Definitely good to know. (laughs) (laughs) So we've got one more question in here and it's kind of an interesting one. Mm -hmm. And you've got more experience with this than I do. So I'm actually really curious to hear your results. I don't know. So the question from Anna in Cantadora, of all the inks you tried so far, which one was your least favorite and why? So my problem with that question is that I quickly forget, <laughs> basically. <laughs> so I, if it's an ink I haven't used for, I don't know, a few weeks or months, then I don't remember anymore. Uh, so my main problem with inks basically is are so that the worst thing I, I think an ink can be is really dry. I really hate dry inks. And the other thing, I guess, is the color. I mean, I don't know. Okay. But I don't know the worst. You've got to have one that you literally tried it and immediately just went, nope, this is not for me. I don't know. I mean, Bay State Blue is... Definitely high on that list because of the color, I would say. Okay. So there's no... Okay, so I I could see that one being a least favorite. And then, I don't know, I'm not a fan of royal blues in general because as (laughs) someone growing up in Europe and having to use royal blue in school, that's sort of also a problem. Uh, I don't know. Inks that... I don't know, are supposed to be black, but they're actually dark gray. I also find those really ugly. Any in particular from that genre of ink? Uh, that would be Parker Quink Black. But this is sort of the combination because I also used it a lot in school. So it's like mix <laughs> both, both categories of... So so what we're learning here is if you want Urban to hate your ink, <laughs> be an ink that reminds him of something he used in school. Mm, seems like okay. it, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, good to know. I know what not to get you for Christmas. That's actually really good to know. Uh, let's see. Take those inks out of my shopping cart. Okay. Thank you. So how about you? Okay. Let me, let me, can I, can I have a guess? Sure. Uh, Rome burning? Um, not quite. Not quite? Not quite. Correct company? Um, that company is on the list. They are Mm -hmm. definitely on the list, yeah. (laughs) But surprisingly enough, it's not that one. I actually like Rome burning in the right pen on the right paper, mm-hmm. away from rain. Yeah. Um, I would say, who of the inks I've tried, um, Organic Studio Nitrogen, mm. Organic Studio Alanine Aqua Shimmer. Um, What's the problem with the, the shimmery one? Because I have a sample that I haven't tried yet. <laughs> So the shimmer particles, at least in the bottle that I got, were too big. Okay. And even my ebonite feed that I had in one of my pens from Flexnib Factory, 
clogged with that ink. Okay, yeah, that's that's not a good. That's not no. good. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I really wanted to like that ink cuz the the color is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, the color is just flat out beautiful. But when you are clogging an ebonite feed that is on a pen with a triple layered nib that writes as thick as a highlighter, you've got problems. Mm, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, nitrogen, um, it flakes. Yeah, when that when that one gets crusty, yeah. If well, when I when I say flakes, um, when that one gets dry, like the little crusties around the rim of the bottle, they get everywhere, mm-hmm. and you don't notice it until something wet touches it. Yes, and then it's a huge mess. That's true. All over the back seat of my car. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that took four days to clean up. Oh my. So now that you mentioned uh, nitrogen, I think I, I now now I found my uh, least favorite ink, and that's uh, Walden Pond, because a it is probably as messy as nitrogen, uh, plus it has the same uh, performance, so it doesn't really flow in the pen. Plus, it's I really hate that combination of a teal ink. Uh, with red sheen. So I think that would be my least favorite. Somehow I had a sample and I still bought a bottle. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so there's another organic studio that is also at the bottom of the list for favorites. And that is um, Gregor Mendel. Don't know that one. Um, you know how I commented on Alt Goldgrun not being a favorite of mine because it like reminds me of pea soup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Here's a here's a link. Yeah. Nice green color. <laughs> right. Right. I'll give you that. It can. It can be a nice green color to some people. Occasionally, if I'm in the right mood, yes, that's a nice green color to me too. It wasn't the color I had an issue with. On every paper I wrote with it on, it would take the ink over three minutes to dry. Yeah, that is on every paper. Wow. On every paper. I even thought it was the pen I was using, so I used it in in an ultra extra fine platinum. Mm -hmm. Same thing. (laughs) I even bought a second bottle. Maybe I had a bad bottle. Nope. Same thing. Okay, yeah. yeah, that is, that's not nice. Which is really sad because the ink right next to it on that page, Aristotle, is one of my favorite water-resistant blue-black inks. So I'm sitting there going, okay, why must Mendel be so horrible and yet Aristotle be so good? Mm, yeah. When you make an ink that takes longer to dry... And feathers more than Noodler's 54th Massachusetts on Moleskine. And you're using this other ink on Tomoe. Then you're doing it wrong. Good argument. (laughs) (laughs) So those are my least favorite from Organic Studio. Mm -hmm. There's more. There's more. Oh, yes, there's more. (laughs) Yeah. um, 
So there is one from Noodlers that makes the list. There's always one. Yeah, I'm pulling it up right now to make sure I can remember the actual color name here. Because um, it had one of the weird names. And yeah, it was a very interesting experience. And I use the term interesting um, to cover up what I would really like to say about it. Oh, which one was it? It was, yeah, that one. Uh, Qin Shi Wang, uh, the first emperor of China red, that one. I know I butchered the name, so I apologize for my pronunciation. But yeah, that ink, um, it stained one of my Twisbees so bad that it was not recoverable. Yeah. It's even worse than Bayside Blue. I've never tried Bay State Blue, but I don't want to. I mean, you can get most of the color out with the right chemicals. That's what I've been told. There's one last ink, and I know I'm going to get a whole bunch of comments for saying that this one is one of my least favorite inks. I don't like Rekucha. Okay. Yeah, I've never tried that one. But I guess it's a weird color. You either like it or you don't. Yeah, it just, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't do it for me. I mean, it's, it's one of those inks. It's like, okay, you're an interesting ink, but you know, what keeps me at the table here? Mm. I mean, that's sort of like me and Irish green, right? So what is it about Irish green? It's the color. I mean, otherwise the ink is perfect. It, it. It performs well. It has a lot of shading, but I just don't like the color. Because I was actually, I've been debating getting that one just to try it. Like, do you think it's something I would like? I guess so, yeah. It's just, I mean, it, ink colors, of, of course, are hard. You either, you either like it or you don't, and you, you don't know before you try it. it it's... <laughs> Yeah, I, I I got a bottle for free at some point and I really tried to like it because everyone seems to love it. And I do agree that the shading is really nice, but I just don't like the color. And that's the way I am with Reku Cha. Mm. Everyone likes that color. I want to like it. Ugh, I don't know. At least Alt Gold Grun is not on that list yet. <laughs> at some point I, I'll have to get a bottle of it as well you still uh, that that just blows my mind that you still don't have a bottle of Alt Goldgrun yeah I mean I have so many bottles of ink sometimes think what's the point of getting yet another one well here's my question how can you be the founder of fpc.inc and have other people doing better than you on the leaderboard you gotta step up your game man yeah or just fake the stats. It's easier, <laughs> I think. Oh, I mean, I, I wow. have like, I don't know, I have like how many, 70 or whatever bottle, bottles and getting up to a thousand will be pretty hard, I think. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I think you could do it. It's just a matter of uh, just a matter of buckling down, spending all of your kids' college money. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Just, yeah, do that. <laughs> Sound financial advice from me. Thank you. 
Yeah, they 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 don't need college funds, do they? No, they mm, don't. No, probably not as much in Germany. No, <laughs> <laughs> isn't that the truth? But that yeah. is a conversation for another morning. Yes, and maybe not this podcast. Yeah, probably not this podcast. Uh, that would take us down a rabbit hole where people would hear me say things that they probably never thought they would hear coming out of my mouth. So before that happens, thank you guys for listening. As always, it's been fun. And as crazy as it sounds, we'll see you in a week. All right. And unless something happens again in either of our lives. Uh, yeah, let's, let's knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> I'll talk to you later, man. All right. Bye.